0: It's about getting our bit out here. Israeli arms company, they make most of the drones that are killing
1: Palestinians. This would be the third factory to fall in the UK. We're not going to stop. Palestine actually is getting stronger. We want people to join. People who have been protesting for 20, 30
2: years, all up to 16 and 17 year olds who are in their first few months of protest. You're standing
3: on the shoulders of giants. Our species is like a threat of extinctions. The next big mass extinction event is capitalism. So we've obviously got to dismantle it. I'm thinking of the fighters at the front line pushing back all these evils, Palestine, Mar- as you've fallen, the ones that will come in the future.
0: If Shenstone can turn against Israel and Albert, I think anything it's possible for the Palestinians. We're here
2: not to get involved in the
4: politics. You don't think that providing police presence, protecting a drone factory, is inherently political?
2: Do you want to dismantle an arms factory? Join Palestine Action. This is the most effective anti-arms campaign in the UK.
5: Hello and welcome to Palestine I'm one of your hosts, Lara E. You might know me from Instagram as at Girl, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mikey B.
4: What's up, y'all? Mikey B on TikTok. Michael Schertzer on Instagram. And you can call me Mikey Intifada if you just punched a female activist in the face protecting a weapons manufacturing company.
5: Before we get into today's episode, please like, comment, and subscribe if you hang out with us on YouTube. And if you're listening on a podcast app, subscribe with me for a review. As always, you can find our full episodes and sources on palestinepod.com. And if you want to get involved in the conversation, reach out to us at palestinepod at gmail.com and give us a follow on Instagram at the Palestine. Pod. Find us also on Patreon, where you get early access to the Palestine Pod episodes and additional one to two podcasts per week, including our latest podcast, the Patreon Pod. It's a little more laid back. We talk politics, Palestine, culture, and get a little more personal. We're also hosting our monthly Zoom happy hours for Patreon subscribers only. So really exciting stuff. Check us out on patreon.com slash
4: hey folks we've got a special episode of the pod today this is a report from on the ground in shenstone united kingdom it's the encampment of the uav engines facility which is a subsect of elbit and this was a palestine action encampment since recording two activists have been arrested a female activist was brutalized by private security guards get down to the shenstone location to show support if you can if you can't go ahead and donate to palestineaction.org this episode will likely be best received via youtube please check out the episode on youtube but it will be released on all platforms
0: Elbert, Elbert, shame, shame. All the in your name in your name
4: we are here with uh, AD thank you so much for being here can you tell us about what's going on
0: yeah there's a uh, palestine action camp is there in the woods and recently got up to the tree here and uh, obviously we've got the banners up there, we've got the banners all around, a load of tents, people are very welcome to come, we want more people to come, we want to stay here as long as possible. We've had been given loads of food and community support, so this is a big change that we've had, loads and loads of people have said that the community's on site now, they've had enough of this factory, and this is how it works, you see. People take action, people have tried everything, and so it's been direct action, people have gone in there, people have smashed up the windows, smashed up the top, smashed up the event, and people have campaigned outside. There's local groups that are coming out. And we've got this camp here. People are here all the time. There's more chance to talk to locals. They're getting it. They're starting to understand. And it was how it was in Oldham when we took the hell bit out of Oldham. I was involved in that because I was in Manchester. So now it's about getting our bit out here. Uh, it's not difficult to make the connection. It's an arms company. It's an Israeli arms company. They make most of the drones that are killing Palestinians. Most of us have been to Palestine. I was in Gaza for two years, so I know exactly what those drones are all about. I was there in the rubble as the kids were being brought out of the rubble. And this is the end result. It is the mothers crying every day because they can't see the sons. It is the families that have been split apart and they're taking care of whichever kid has had his leg amputated every day it is that every day and it's the trauma and the heartache that carries on for me that people need to make the connect of what they're building in there the rubble and and the harm and the trauma that it's causing in gaza and the rest of palestine because elbert is also owning imi which is small caliber weapons which they use to kill protests and shoot at short range they're also making the securitization and the digital security of the war which is an apartheid war which goes right into palestinian land and shouldn't be there at all anyway because palestinians should have freedom of the whole area as they always did for our history so yeah it is about taking action directly it's about linking up with the community it's about direct action which pushes the community out to understand what it is you give them that dilemma to really have to get to grips with this and then they're coming and we've got the pictures of children that were killed recently in the last bombing, 16 children in about seven days. And then obviously we've got all the pictures and the banners and and the education around as well. So the whole thing is about, we're not going to stop until they leave because they're the biggest gun runners in town. And anybody would have chucked them out a long time ago if they actually just look at what it is they're building. There are going to be court cases soon and they're going to be put on trial. We're going to put them on trial. They're the ones that have got this litany of crimes by knowing full well that they're supplying weapons to a known terrorist organization, the Israeli state, which has been massacring Palestinians and destroying their lives for so long. And that's why we're not gonna stop until they leave.
4: Fantastic work. We are so proud of the work that you're doing. You guys have smashed two facilities already, taken
0: them out of London. How has the community responded here in Shenstone? The community, I'll tell you what, it's changed dramatically now. And this is the sign of the whole country changing for me. Because when we were doing action, I was on the roof for this 2014 during the bombing of Gaza. While I was on the roof, two of my students were killed. One of them, my entire family, by a drone. And this is an UAV, Un- Unmanned Aerial Vehicles. This is a subsidiary of Elbit. Of this is making the drones. So you can see that connect. But when I was here, the community was definitely very mixed. Some of it was quite conservative. Um, it's a sort of leafy suburb. And... You had, you know, some people were coming around, but definitely we had a lot of animosity as well, because people weren't used to this. There'd been, never been a demo like this in the middle of this town. Sure. And no one had known this was an Israeli arms factory. No one understood what that meant for most of them. So now we get, we've just had, just before you come the camera on, three different people bring us food. And um, that's local. Uh, they brought us biscuits, they brought us samosas, uh, they brought us um, some more snacks. And the support has been absolutely remarkable, considering that there's not, you know, we've been leafleting and things like that, but it's not like there's an organization in town that's doing this. This is just a sign that generally all around the country, even if the governments and the newspapers aren't on board, people have finally got to grips with what Israel's doing to the Palestinians. They know that Israel is is doing this bad thing. They know that there's something wrong there. And so people have, uh, are now coming in, in droves to come and meet us, which is never like this before. I remember what it was like before when we when we did a lot of demonstrations here. We were doing a lot in 2014, 15, 16. So now it's changed, there's no question. And most people, from what I understand, what the locals are say, they want this place out now. So if you have that perfect storm and Israel and Albert know when their days are numbered, this could be a wonderful sign for the Palestinians that finally you know particularly after May last year when people were really waking up finally the whole world is saying enough of what Israel's doing let Palestinians have the same freedoms as anybody else and and enough of, 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 of this horror of the arms industry that's supporting what it is right here in England so I don't know if Shenstone can turn against Israel and Albert I think anything's possible for the Palestinians
4: love that one more question if you don't mind What inspired you to get involved?
0: It was mainly travel, to be honest. I traveled after uni and I went to South America and I just started meeting people that had different ideas. I didn't know enough about it until I'd I'd done that. I came across some some people at the time when you're far away from England and you just let yourself sort of go into other parts of the world a little bit and learn um, and you listen you're going to get different versions of things than you used to growing up. And then once I went 2007, and you see it for yourself, as soon as you open your eyes. You to went it, to Palestine. Yeah, I was there 2007 for just a month in the West Bank, and then I was there for two years 2010, 2012. So, yeah, I mean, I'd known about it by then, to be fair. And um, I think once you, once you just peel away one layer of, of of lies that you're told about this issue, suddenly you just start to. Re- peel away layer after layer after layer and before you know it you know that israel is an apartheid state that, it, that perpetuates itself on ethnic cleansing basically and this is a sad horrific thing that's been going on for decades but uh, to understand it is certainly liberating for, for us and then you start to understand that you know god all that all these powerful mechanisms to maintain this we have to try harder because the palestinians have, have been dumped on so many times we have to push harder especially in a country like this which is partly responsible from the balfour declaration to the occupation as well as all the arms deals and everything else so it's a, it's a responsibility and and I'll, I'll be honest with you this movement from palestine action where there are actually people stepping up and willing to put their liberty on the line And acknowledging that Palestinians are, are, you know, they're going to get imprisoned just for standing in front of their house or killed even, killed for protesting. Understanding that, it's the first time I think I've seen a group that really makes me feel like we can be proud to say we are all Palestinian and people are willing to, to step over the line a bit more and just get out of that comfort zone a bit more because that's when 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 these tectonic plates can shift when people really do push to the level which is appropriate to what I saw in El Shifa Hospital with those kids coming in one by one during the bombing that I saw there so that connect anybody that was in the hospital with me would have run out and just said right we get hold of these weapons and we destroy them we go in there and we stop all of those links we make sure that Israel can't be doing this anymore to the Palestinian people and so every government should be well and truly distancing themselves and cutting the chains and condemning Israel for what it is, which is an apartheid state out of control that needs to be finally brought to book and so Palestinians can get their freedom.
4: Thank you so much for the work that you're doing. Appreciate you. Can your relation to the action?
0: Well, I've joined the action uh, halfway through, and I've been involved in uh, with Manchester Palestine Action, with Palestine Action, with local groups here, with local Manchester groups for uh, a long time. And um, it's clear for me that we need every single tactic to win. And um, uh, we are winning now. Fantastic. And so we're finally learning and uh, giving giving the Palestinians something that they can feel a bit better about. And I know that because in Gaza, uh, I get loads of messages of support for the direct action, for the actions on Albert, yeah. for all the things we're doing. So, um, just that alone is makes it worthwhile because you're giving them hope when, when they feel so isolated and they're, they're having to have so much courage every single day. The stories I heard there, it's, you know, it's a small fry compared to what they're doing, but they feel like at least people stepping over the mark and doing a bit more is, um, is, is a massive deal for them. So, uh, we, we've got to be happy about that.
4: Yellow private security. Got a balaclava. Scared to show your face. Understandable. First things first, your name and your badge number, please. So pc 2767
5: I'll put right my camera on just because gonna...
4: you're Sure, absolutely. I appreciate that. And what are you doing here today?
5: I'm just here to facilitate you guys being able to have your peaceful protest. me protect the business from any damage that might be caused.
4: Mm-hmm. And you know what the building is?
5: I'm aware that it's called UAV.
4: Is... Are you familiar with what it does?
5: I'm aware that they make parts, um, and that is, that is... My Do you know
4: what UAV stands for? Um, I believe it is unmanned vehicle. Unmanned aerial vehicle. Yeah. Also known as a drone. Those drones deliver literal rockets that fire at children and occupied people. Are you aware of that? Okay. Are you aware? What was that question? Yeah, yeah. Are, are you oh, aware, I, of aware of that question mark? You're not aware? No, no. Okay. Like
5: I say, we're, we're here not to get involved in the politics, um, right? not to prevent you from, you know, carrying out the protests, yeah. um, uh, and not to get involved. We're to, we're to remain impartial.
4: You don't think that providing police presence, protecting a drone factory is inherently political?
5: Well, we've, we spoke to one of your uh, associates earlier on, and, you know, we have a, a job to prevent breach of the peace, prevent damage being caused, and we can't be picking sides for who you know who we do and don't provide service
4: for we are right here. but you're not protecting the encampment you're protecting the facility correct because
5: previously the, the facility has been severely damaged
4: how much do you think it costs for you all to be here every day could you take a guess maybe
5: you, you'd make as good a guess as i
4: would well i'd have to convert from like dollars to pounds i'm not super sure but would you say that this is a good use of resources?
5: It's a uh, necessary use of resources.
4: And are you familiar with the private security firm who is overseeing our conversation? I know that there are security on site. Yes. Yeah. Are you guys coordinating with them? Yeah. Okay.
1: We, we, we have contact with them in a similar way that we have contact with yourselves. We speak with them, but I wouldn't say we're coordinating.
4: Got you. Your name and your badge number?
1: My name, PC Goodwin, and my batch number's
4: left. Two seven zero zero four. Yeah. Can I get a shot of you walking in? Oh, shit. What? Yeah, that's
1: why I don't mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yes, yeah, so yeah, the are very useful.
4: Go ahead and tell us what's going on.
1: Um, oh, first off, my name's Drew. Hey everyone. <laughs> now um, well we've been here for seven days now. Elbert could produce some manufacture um, weapons and munitions, and they predominantly make drones, uh, including like Hermes for um, And these drones have been used just last month in August to uh to slaughter innocent Palestinians. Um and a lot of the reason for it is that a lot of the weapons are battle tested on Palestinians. No! A group of us in Palestine Action decided to put extra pressure on one of these one of these factories. Um to we we decided to move into the woodlands which just coincidentally happens to be across the way. From the factory, so this is all just to put extra pressure on Elbit. So the site over there is actually named UAV engines, which stands for unmanned aerial vehicles. Um, but it is part of Elbit. Um, Elbit has death factories, as I call them, all over the world. And in the UK, there was ten. Um, however, in the last two <laughs> years, the um, Palestine Action has has continually. um continually resisted and and took action against them in the form of direct action. So that might be covering the building in paint, um, smashing windows, smashing locks, locking on, parking a car outside the factory or caravan, locking onto that, getting on the roof, um, getting inside the factory, breaking weapons, equipment. And it's to send a message that we we won't be complicit in this. Um, So yeah, last year there was a site in Oldham uh, they're closed, in, uh, that's in Manchester in England. There's another site in uh, London, which is like an office called Kingsway, which through direct action was also closed down. So yeah, since since then we decided that have got the skills to kind of live in the trees. So we live off the ground, keep safe, and we're gonna come here and we're gonna be a constant pressure, presence, resistance to UAV. In the meantime of the seven days today of this happening, a group of people now have also moved Directly outside the factory, and it camped outside there. Wonderful, amazing Palestine actionists. and also today, another two Palestine actionists have actually got up into a tree, which is just above the. It kind of hangs over the factory, so the pressure is—it's like a cooking pot—and we can see that UAV is starting to shake. We predict that this will be the third factory to fall in the UK. Which will then leave seven and we've already made the statement and i'll say again that we're not going to stop palestine action is getting stronger we want people to join us uh, yeah you can get on palestineaction.org um, and join us we've had loads of local support as well
4: tell me um, about that tell me have people come by what's going on
1: well yeah i mean i think at first local neighbors were quite um because we're actually in shenstone and shenstone has been voted this year the the poshest town in the uk yeah people were a bit resistant shall we say um, at first it's particularly locals who live at the side of this woodland but when they've came in and spoken to us to us we've managed to kind of level and and, and we've we've explained why we're here and that we don't intend to stay here forever we're just here as a presence we are keeping to a small area so we're keeping off the ground so our environmental footprint is really low so that's kind of worked and then further to that they the other day the police came in, they do come in and out of the camp in the mornings, and well anytime time really. But the police came in with um, the parish council, um, the parish council basically own uh, this woodland. So they, they came in and on film, the police started filming and the parish council basically said to us that they wanted us to leave within 24 hours. And that they had a very small pot of money; they can't afford to evict us, basically, and that would take money from local parks and things. And obviously, straight away the thoughts start running through your head. Well, what about, if, like, you know, the kids in Gaza who haven't got parks or even a home, like, in, in the poshest town in the UK? That's actually going on about kids' parks. Like, it's 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 crazy. Anyway, following this, um, we had a dis- when they left, we had a discussion and decided to put an email together to the parish council directly. Um, explaining that basically we're not we're not hooligans um, and we invite you down here to speak to us without the police. The only reason that we didn't speak to you was because uh, we have a code of conduct we don't talk to police. So about 15-20 minutes later the two people from the parish council came and they actually like brought food for us and stuff and said that the police had advised them to do that and they'd you use scare tactics so they predicted that we would be digging tunnels and they also predicted that we we could have fires and 50 people here and they they gave them lots of worst case scenarios however once the parish council came and spoke to us and met us they realized that actually you know we're we're just people who really care and and they were lovely and they said you know as i say the police had advised them to do that and use like scare tactics like saying we were going to dig tunnels and stuff like that and it was all like, you know, nonsense, really. Um, so, yeah, it ended on really good terms. And, and they said that they're happy for us to be here as long as we stick to this and as long as it doesn't turn into 50 people and things like that, they don't see any problem. In fact, they've even gone as far to say um a lot of locals that UAV is lowering the cost of their properties now. And they, they've just had enough. They, they want it gone.
4: What other support are you getting? Where are you getting it from? Who are the type of people who are coming to the camp?
1: We're getting we're getting a lot. So we've had like a lot of a lot of Palestinian people coming here, and they brought us like we and the locals as well. Like the the variety of food that we've been getting is out of this world. Like obviously there's so many different cultures as well um, as it should be. So we're getting like yeah so many different types of food. We we've been so well looked after, um, and yeah we were just really grateful because ultimately without public support we just couldn't do this. We couldn't be sat here. Even with these suits on, um, yeah, you know it's it's all about support and it's one thing with Palestine Action is there's no kind of armchair warriors. Um, people when they're at home they really do stand up and do the best they can. And I feel and I don't know other people have said this here. I feel privileged to be able to do this because I haven't got kids. I'm not I'm not married. I'm do you know what I'm saying? So for me, I think it's a privilege and an honor to be able to actually be here and you know, shout all day, because a lot of people haven't got that opportunity to disagree on yeah. this level.
4: How's morale at the camp right now?
1: Morale's brilliant. Like, we're, we're just... We're yeah, we've just had so many wins uh, over the last um, over the last seven days. It feels like seven weeks, to be honest. Um, yeah. yeah, we've had just just so many wins with um, everything to victory. Um, you know, an example, as I said to you before, one of our actionists um, at their head... Um their balaclava ripped off the head and weren't giving us back. So then we all just go up and say, you either give it us back or we come in and get it. And then ultimately they have to give it back then. And that's a, that is a victory to us because it shows them people power and it shapes them. And it's all about shaking that pillar until the house falls down, basically.
4: Can you tell us about the most egregious things the security has done?
1: Well, they threatened to set the woodland on fire Um they called a lady out there, um, a slut. Um, this is like a lady in her mid 50s who's been camped out there for four days. Really, really nice person. And they, yeah, they, they were so disrespectful. And they said they were going to smash her face in, her teeth in. They said I should go and F my mother. Yeah, it, it, I, it doesn't really get any lower. Yesterday they were. Grabbing older people outside of their area. These are cowboys. having done different campaigns and done different things for a couple of years and working with different security teams around us. These are these are hired like cowboys. Like they just they haven't got a clue what they're doing here, and they're just they're just very very violent. A security guard is supposed to defuse the situation, de-escalate the situation. They actually fuse and escalate the situation they can say like you know i'm here to feed my kids and stand there and say nothing maybe they wouldn't you know there wouldn't be as much animosity but when they start coming out with like threats and things like that the table has changed don't we? certainly if, if you're watching this like take direct action go on palestineaction.org and um, there's a sign up button there for join the camp or take direct action take them both um, because. I can honestly say like if, if you do you will not regret it and you, you'll you'll be on the right side of history as well
3: thank
4: you so much for your work and for the interview
3: so maybe like a, a marxist revolutionary thinking we've all got to dismantle capitalism imperialism racism colonialism all across the world when i actually saw Pal- palestine action shut down in fact i never saw it i heard a twitter space where they were talking about how they shut down the olden factory elbert systems and to me being a revolutionary, instead of talking the talk, uh, we need to be doing these kind of strategies. So I'm seeing, seeing something that worked. The next thing i done before the Twitter space even ended was apply. I found myself there filled in the form and I was like, this is, you know, it feels crazy because people out there, sledgehammers, crowbars, you know, with the smashing up drone engines, making sure that these bombs, these Hellfire missiles, all these weapons of war, that you know, these fucker parasites on the planet, are been are like profiting from and that, uh, like the these are coming from the, like these are coming from our country, you know, Britain. It's not even our country because we've got no we got what do we own, nothing. So, so, seeing that. I had to do something because like, if we care, I care, I don't know. I don't know if this is true, but I just know I care. I love the people like we have to win, like the people are under attack. Like we're literally with our species is like a threat of being extinct, uh, of, of extinction. Serious, like the next big, you know, mass extinction event is capitalism and that. So we've obviously got to dismantle it. So, you know, there was those reasons for myself, but Palestine action now I'm here i'm learning more like palestine is the resistance of the entire forces of evil that like we touched upon and we feel like like moving itself against the globe like dominating like territory people like by killing them, exterminating and ethnic cleansing whatever you want to name these evils these are evils of, in the or in the individual organizations are coming over the territory of Palestine. So the only thing that's stopping that is the resistance on the line to actually physically fucking push this like state that, that they're trying to build back. So so what can we do if we truly want to survive is we've got to see and remember the fact you know, I'm thinking of the fighters at the front line pushing back all these evils in, in Palestine, the martyrs who've fallen behind, not just the ones living now, or not just the ones that will come in the future. I, I'm, and I think of Che Guevara, the flag there. I, I think of it, that comrade who knew what needed to be done and done it. Rest in power. I'm thinking of him talking about guerrilla warfare, saying when you were fighting the barracks of Batista in Cuba. You know, obviously, tormented and enslaved the entire population at the so at the US fucking benefit, the US ruling class benefit. When they were fighting these with the rifles in the barracks, they said, obviously, you could say they were outnumbered, they were outgunned. But what the revolutionaries had, the guerrillas, was the unknown element, and that was that was love, that was like literal. Love, like they're doing this for love, love for themselves, their own preservation of life, love for others, love for what can be, what could be good, so that we're not struggling, like suffering, uh, no more. And, and and like every need that we might selfishly want ourselves, we, we it shouldn't have to be bought through consumerism. Like it, like we we all probably have the same needs, and we can all work these things together. But it's being cut up. So Chase said that the unknown element was love. These guerrillas were fighting, that's what made them win, that's what made them actually fight and win against these forces that people would have thought they were going to lose. So I want to, I, we need to know and listen to the, the Palestinians, you know, what, how, how these forces of evil, are coming at them and how they're defending it um, uh, and and how we can help specifically in the imperial court when it comes from here and and to me it's like and and what i've learned from palestinian women especially who need to be leading the planning as far as i'm concerned (laughs) these palestinian women are, are saying once or in fact i think it's common among palestinians is is if if you don't resist Against the the colonizers, the oppressors, the the forces. I mean, they got they'll just shoot and maim and murder, and it's uncomprehensible un- for me. But trust me, people have fucking seen it. People have fucking felt it, right? So, so what would be the point of being alive? What would be the point you calling us like come on like that's so that is the driving force for me why i'm here with palestine action because we have to do everything for them they're at the front line against all this evil shit that's already dominated the imperial court all the us fucking, you know europe and that's already fucking come we've got nothing but these are fighting for what they've got and what they can have in the future so we have to fight for them here wherever we can but specifically palestine actions are here because it's where we fucking are if we can see palestine win you know an end to apartheid an end to settler colonialism and an, an end to the occasion of evil then we know we can win we can replicate these methods we can think where's next there's no stopping us but for me if fucking palestine goes What's the point in all the fucking rest of us? They were the fucking front line. There's other places all around the world. I don't want to dismiss them. Palestine's got such a a history of resistance from this. Um, It's well past the time we fucking joined Palestine Action.
4: So tell me how you got involved with Palestine Action, starting with your environmental work.
2: Oh so um I got involved in um sort of uh in uh, woodland occupations uh, about eighteen months ago,
4: which means what
2: so it's basically where um there's that several mega projects going on in the u k today hs2 probably being the biggest what's well, the it's the biggest deforestation project since world War two in this country and I got into that through uh, a lovely group of squatters who I just um, happened upon one day. sort of had a little open event going on and uh, some of the squats in that area put on loads of social events and stuff so I sort of started picking up information there and within sort of two months I was in the woodlands and what we'll do is we'll identify uh, an area that's under threat. It's gotta be like the right amount of accessible versus like there's so many different things. But basically once we get there we hoik stuff up in the trees, much like we've got here. Just get off the ground, get safe, and we start building tree houses and sometimes we'll dig tunnels underground which we can hide in should uh, should the bailiffs come to evict us.
4: Shout out Gaza.
2: Yeah, shout out Gaza.
4: So I see that there is like a harness behind you. Can you talk there about is. like sort of the skills that you've accrued living outside and like why you prefer to be outside?
2: Yeah, so uh, everything that I've learned that I'm employing here is uh, stuff that I've learned on the campaign. I was lucky enough to have uh, an arborist, which is like a tree surgeon, uh, teach me how to climb. And I've just picked stuff up, lived in a tree, in a treehouse for a few months before it got evicted. And tree climbing is the most important skill in the woodland occupation. What you'll do is you'll have a, a throw bag, which is a weighted bag. and Get it up in the trees, attach a rope to it and then pull it back. And then once you've got two ropes, you attach one end to your belt and on the other end you've got some crossing cords. And you've got two, one on your foot and one on your belt. And you sort of shimmy up. And get up the tree and then you can start uh, get your mate to haul up some beans get a couple of those in the trees and within a few days if you're quick which (laughs) we're not usually we're usually uh quite busy but eventually you've got a tree house which you can live in lovely they're nice and cozy and you feel dead safe no one no one will touch you in a tree house and until it comes to an eviction um then you're on home turf and you feel Once you've spent time in the trees and your ropes and your harness become sort of an extension of your body and obviously you should still check your knots. Check your knots. Feel comfortable. More comfortable so than on the ground.
4: Oh, cool. So something that I haven't heard people talk a ton about with this action Mm. is the community that's being built at this encampment. Can you tell me about that?
2: Well, this is... The community we have here is an extension of a community that was started decades ago, like on this camp you'll have, or any camp, you'll generally have people who have been protesting for 20-30 years, up, all up to like 16-17 year olds who are in their first few months of protest, and that is essential for the community in terms of care and in terms of smashing it, because that information is never lost, it's always carried through. Hopefully <laughs> we don't make the same mistakes twice and you can see campaigns that have got more experienced people on, you just things, you're standing on the shoulders of giants basically. All the stuff here has come from other camps, all the people here are using knowledge that they've learned at other camps. It's, it's great, you know you're with people you can trust, with your life really, especially when you're up high and people you can trust with your liberty like when we're out on the front we will never walk around in any less than twos you know you've got legal support it's not just the people here it's the people sitting at home waiting to get that call this person's been nicked they've gone to this station all right they get in a car go pick up some beers go pick up some food wait outside the police station for up to 24 hours and they're there for you when you get out and it's just it's great it's nice to know that that's there for you and it's it takes every sort of person to run a campaign and that's it's lovely and it makes living out here when you go back home it's like oh great see my mum my dad my cat but then it's like you're just itching to get back out because it's like you've not just got your family you've got who's at the camp down the road who's at the camp in the county just won over, like, where can I go if I need a place to stay? It's a big support network and it's lovely and it's it's a model for a better way of living. We've gotten support here from locals who were on the last campaign we were at. They're not activists by nature, but by spending time in their town with them and talking to them, we've gone, oh yeah, we've got a new project, you want to help us out? And they're like, fuck yeah, let's go. And they come down, they help us bring stuff, they help get set up and it's it's so nice to see having that positive impact on communities that you go to because quite often stuff like this they don't want them in the cities they keep them quiet they keep them out of the way they keep them in the countryside they keep them in sort of upper middle class areas where people they have got more to lose in, in in a way they're not they don't want to go and get involved in sitting in the woods and stuff but you go in there and you talk to people and because they all it's an arms factory like no one wants an arms factory in their town and, but like where do you start like if you're just some concerned person in your town but it, so it's nice to come along and say look if you want to know how to get involved like come on come with us and you don't have to do anything but eventually people start going oh yeah okay right let's get stuck in and be showing the ropes if you want to dismantle an arms factory join palestine action this is the most effective anti-arms campaign in the UK. It's probably the most effective direct action campaign in the UK. We've got one job, shut Albert down. It's effective. We've already shut down two sites. This one's definitely on its way out. You can see the change in mood. Their windows at the front are all bricked in. They haven't built, they've not fixed them. And that to me is a sign that that place is on its way out. So we're here to build upon a legacy of Palestine actionists who have come before us. And we're here to sort of like encourage more people to come along and finish the job, basically. Great. Yeah. <laughs> that was good.
4: Um, can you just talk a little bit about the, like, community that you're building at the camp? Like, people are cooking yeah. for each other, you know what I mean, stuff like that.
2: Yeah, it's mad. We've heard people come... Um, i didn't realize birmingham was so close (laughs) we've had people coming from birmingham bringing like food it arrives it's it's warm it's brilliant and it's like having people like that who aren't on the camps come and you're sitting there thinking all right are are we gonna make dinner and someone just rocks up with like 30 cases of Dariani that they've just cooked up you just you see it and you always feel like just like oh i can't believe someone's doing that for he doesn't even know me and it means every other people can crack on with tree stuff other people can go start disrupting the factory and it means that every every role is fulfilled by a different person because a lot of people especially people who are directly involved with the shit that's going on in palestine i have family members they can't get involved for 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 because of their, their fear for their, their lives. Like, as a, a person in this country, if you're not born in this country, your status is vulnerable. If you get into any sort of trouble, they're introducing new legislation in this country that will allow the government to deport anyone with dual nationality without having to give a reason. And so it's, it's terrifying. And that's where people like me, who I'm, I'm able to put myself in that position, and it's, it's everyone's fight. I'm not a target now for who I am, but I could be in the future. There's nothing to stop that, and we all need to work together before that becomes the case, because the way the world's going, who knows, who knows? <laughs> like, yeah, we've got to look after each other.
4: Any message for the people of Palestine?
2: For the... Oh, uh, God. For the people of Palestine. Fucking... Um, I'm sorry that we have places like this in our country, and... I'm going to do everything in my power to stop our complicity. And I hope that one day we can get together and keep going stronger.
4: <laughs> Great. Yeah. Thank you so much for the work that you're doing and for the interview. Yeah, man. This has been Mikey Intifada from the field in Shenstone. Check out our website, www.palestinepod.com. Give us a follow on Instagram at thepalestinepod. Send us an email at palestinepod at gmail.com. And find us on Patreon, www.patreon.com palestinepod. That's been another episode of the Palestine Pod. Thank you all so much for listening. Have a great day. <laughs>